0: Let's get started. Hold on, let me take a sip of tea. Yeah, I should have drank some water all the time. It's oh, delicious. I can't. I gotta drink tea because, like, well, I guess water would do just fine. But like, I put honey and lemon in the in the oh, tea. So, because when you're talking a lot, it's like it helps. It actually does help. Like those singers aren't just fucking with us. They're like it actually does help. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Hello world, welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast uh, It's a lovely Sunday morning um, I am joined by one of my oldest friends One of the funniest dudes I know Fan favorite, Dalvin Ford Jr. How are you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing great I love being called fan favorite, that's
0: cool We don't have many, <laughs> but you are one of their favorites, I'll say that <laughs> Thanks guys
1: Yeah, you're welcome
0: right. Yeah, um uh, so it's been good, man. We were just shooting the shit for about ten minutes, but we're gonna kind of go over what we were kind of talking about. But yeah, we're here this morning. We don't really have like a like an over like a clearly defined topic today. We're kind of hopping around a bit. It might be a little bit of a mixed bag, but you know, I'm glad to have Dalvin on because every time you're on, man, we have a good time, man. Yeah, man,
1: it's good to catch up. You're quite the conversationalist. And that's
0: why this podcast exists. Yeah, man, I, I try. I feel like you know what's awesome. I, I you're one of my favorite people to have on because. Uh, I don't get the attempt, I don't get, <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad on my part, I feel like when I bring people on, I kind of talk over them sometimes, and I kind of, I'm kind of rude like that, I've been working on it, and trying to get, be more respectful hosts and stuff, but you, you don't even give me the, you don't even give me the option, like, I feel like you, you just, you you take the reins, I'm like, hey man, that's all you, this is the Dalvin show when you're on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I, I
1: don't know how you feel about astrology, but I'm just gonna like chalk that up to like astrological and being a Leo type chef, because, yeah, you gotta give me some attention. I'm absolutely gonna
0: take. Yeah, <laughs> center stage. Yeah, uh, one of my best friends that I have on here pretty frequently, Ben Casson, uh, He's 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 also on here a lot, and he's a man. He's not as verbose as I am, or and he's very like you know he's a man of few words, and so when he does it, like I feel like I'm talking the entire time, and then he'll talk, and I'm talking again. It's like so like I love guests that are just like take no, the show i'm the guest i'm talking yeah like this is my like look at me look at me i'm the captain now <laughs> anyway so we got a few things to talk about uh dalvin was just telling me how he's he's moved in he's got a new place he's living in dallas he's been in dallas for like eight years man he's loving it you said you don't think you'll be in dallas for or you're not sure if you'll be there for in perpetuity right you might stay there for a while you might not huh yeah uh, i
1: would love to live somewhere else i feel like uh i'm still young enough i'm still you know untied enough no kids or anything i can still live somewhere else i'm pretty uh i live in a good enough industry that yeah. i could probably get another job i would just like to do that you know while i'm still young any thoughts of moving back home at all absolutely not I could, that's literally no disrespect to my beloved hometown but like just on pure nature reasons like yeah. Are you seeing that, like, regular rainstorms are starting to cause flooding regularly in New Orleans? Like, that's
0: concerning. Yeah, dude. I You're preaching to the choir here because, like, I love I love being home. Like, I really do. Like, the older I get and the longer I've moved lived away, like, I'm like, god damn, I miss this town. Yeah. But, who, buddy, I'm glad to always hit that Bonacare spillway out of there. Like, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm so happy to be, like, going back to Austin.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything rude about my
0: beloved hometown. So yeah, it's uh, you were we were talking about buying home, dude. And I gotta tell you, man, that's I've been thinking about like, okay, what do I need to do to buy a home in Austin? And dude, I'm gonna be honest with you, like the median. Like I saw this the other day because like my mom really wants to help out, and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't think you understand, mom. Like we're not talking about like like two hundred thousand dollar houses here on the high end. We're talking about like the median is 400k for a house. Like if you go on Zillow, dude, and you look at like some like the neighborhood around me, you're talking about $750,000 for like like 2500 square feet, like a one floor 2500 square feet that doesn't have a garage in Austin, Texas, dude. I'm not lying to you. That's fucking insane the housing in this town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like Austin is lacking on the space. I
1: don't like the actual urban area of Austin seems pretty like n- not different for, for expansion. I don't know, like, because Dallas is also having like uh, a similar like to live in Dallas is probably median uh, six hundred seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars, very very expensive. But like this this far north Dallas, which is basically in Plano, and there's so many like huge suburbs that like also have large populations and they can be temple of the population that you could buy a house for maybe $250,000, get a huge house, but you live probably 90 minutes from like actual Dallas, but 30 minutes from Plano, and that might be enough for people, then like people are buying houses here, man, like you might consider moving a little bit, what is this, north
0: to you? Yeah, it's uh, three hours north. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to it, dude. Like, I, I thought about it. I was like, I really love Austin. Like, I, I've i been here yeah. uh, almost four years, and I feel like I'm discovering more and more of the city because I'm actually leaving my apartment these days. Uh, you know, Dude, yeah, it's
1: like you get the Texas lifestyle to, like, guilt fruit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so... I just, I never was a nature guy. Like, I've always been, like, an inside kid. I was always, like, TV, video games, you know, all that kind right. of lifestyle. But, you know, I really like hiking, and I really like going to see nature. And, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be caught dead camping anywhere, but, like, I really just like going, you know, oh, let's drive to that park over there, and let's go on a hiking trail, and let's just, like, get out of the, like, air-conditioned, like, very comfortable living situation you're in and just get out there, man, get the sun and stuff. And uh, there's a lot of that in Austin. And this town, like, I used to think that this town was just music venues and bars, and now I'm like, oh, no, it's actually got – it's actually got a lot of other things going on, and I, I really... It would it would be a lot for me to move, move, but, like, maybe in the farther areas, like Buda or Brown Rock or, like, Spicewood or something like that, somewhere around there, but, like, some of the outlying neighborhoods that are, like, you know, a half hour outside of town, and so that's where I might have to look, but...
1: I totally agree with you about the nature, though, man. Like, I've been finding myself wanting to hike and, like, wanting to go on vacation to hiking places, like, yeah. Oregon and stuff like that.
0: It's uh, It's weird, like... I never would have thought, like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like, I'd be talking to you about, like... Well, we didn't know each other 15 years. I mean, we've been 12, 13 years. Oh, yeah. No, maybe we did. (laughs) Like, it's been, like, 12 or 13 years. But, like... (laughs) Yeah, like, 13 years. But, like, I never thought, like, I'd be talking to you one day about, like, housing prices and hiking. Like, it's fucking weird how fucking getting old. old, dude. Dog, did you see? I, I saw... I was driving around town yesterday and I saw, I guess there was a high school, I guess it was a high school student, but they were driving around in a car that said Seniors 2020. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, 2020. God damn, dude, what the fuck? I felt so old. And I don't feel old, like, turning 30 does not scare me. But, like, I—I in that moment I was like, motherfucker, I am old. <laughs> dude, my, I get humbled every day about age. Like, I'm the person who plays music out there like in the
1: bluetooth speaker at the office yeah and like one day i was playing like music of the arts right and yeah. it was all songs from like high school like yeah pop and just like stuff you know from <laughs> our senior year yes time. yes and the people around me were like oh man i remember this song when i was in like Fourth grade. Oh, I was in middle school. Oh, Christ, but I'm a grandpa. Oh, like the interns made me
0: feel like the oldest man. A well, we're deals. gonna uh, we're gonna touch on music in a little bit, but let's get let's get going on the um let's let's talk some sports, man. Like uh, you and I we talk a lot of sports on the regular. We're recording this a few hours before the Saints game. They're playing in L.A. today against the Rams. Hopefully, a revenge game after that bullshit fuckery that happened in January so what you saw I mean it's only game two you know it's only week two uh so what did you what did you peel from our first game against the Texans what did you what you think I think
1: that they I, they look good uh I'm concerned about the defense until uh Rankins comes back mm-hmm. like if we can't uh you know stop the run consistently or get pressure from the middle or at least provide pressure other than cam Jordan I think that That'll make things difficult, but they still got six sets. So, like, if, if that's how we're going to look, uh, not every receiving core we're going to face is going to be Hopkins and Fuller. I think that we can potentially be real good. Uh, I, I'm, I've i had a bad feeling about this same season because I'm really wa-
0: one of the people that feel like Drew is very, very, very dangerously, perilously close to done. Yeah. And, like, I would hate for it to hit
1: us in, like, the middle of the season, like it did last year. Basically, yeah. the Cowboys game on, he was bad and uh yeah that's kind of uh i want to make a startling admission uh to your listeners and to you because uh, i'm a longtime saints fan uh and i feel like most saints fans i'm a little superstitious uh and a superstition i've kind of picked up is that a lot of the times when i watch the saints lsu if i watch they lose like if I'll fall asleep, take a nap, change the channel, have to leave, I'll come back and see that they won. Yeah. So I'll now intentionally just stop watching games. So, like, I I caught up on the highlights of the Saints game. I did not watch much of it. Like, it was because we we're down two touchdowns. I was like, all right, clearly they called me watching. Like, my bad. I have to tune out. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so from what I read, the Saints look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, we'll see today. I'll try to watch a little bit today. If it gets ugly again, I'll stop
0: watching. Yeah. But uh, I'll keep up. It uh, it was it was a little disheartening because like I thought like I thought we had that game, especially like when we scored in the last like minute. I'm trying to recall like we were we we scored in the last minute, and I thought we put the game away, and then Deshaun Watson like two plays in like 13 seconds or some nonsense scored. Like I was just like. This is not fucking happening. This is not happening But how happening,
1: you right? want to up to him being good,
0: though? That's like, the thing. thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... He... I mean, I forget. Like, it doesn't feel... It's not that long ago, but he was... Like, he he was incredible in college. So, like... Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, he's, he's been good so far. Like, all he did was hurt.
0: But... But it's also like... Come on, guys. Come on, man. Like... And I feel bad for him. I don't think he deserved to lose that game. The defense, the Texans defense on that prevent D, uh, uh, that last play, all we needed was seven yards, and they were playing like 15 yards back in prevent. And I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck are they do? Okay, sure. Thank you. Like,
1: yeah, maybe they could have got some more pressure if they would have traded away to
0: Davion Chom. Oh, my gosh, dude. I, it's. <laughs> What a shit show! But I was I was nervous, but luckily Will Lutz came through and saved the day and fucking 58 yards. What a yards. hero! Dog, fifty eight yards, oh. dude. Yeah, I'm a huge fan.
1: What a beast! He was
0: he was incredible. Uh, but I'm 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 actually along the same. Like we did the episode prior to this one. I did a football special and we talked about the Saints. And uh, my friends, my two friends, Anthony and Steven, weren't weren't too worried about Drew, but I'm kind of worried about Drew as well. But uh, Steven did point out that our offensive line was kind of banged up towards the end too, so people were getting pressure, and yeah, all right, that makes sense. And if you consider the last, the way we lost in the NFC Championship, which we should have won, but that's, you know, we've already been over that, but uh, was the fact that pressure up front deflected ball from Drew, and that got intercepted, so... I think that as long as our yeah. offensive line holds up and doesn't nothing crazy happens I actually think that Drew has enough left hopefully I mean 10 years like if you're superstitious like me I guess 10 years last time we won the Super Bowl the only time we won a Super Bowl maybe 10 year anniversary and I think if I be in Miami yeah I'm not
1: sure about
0: that Wait what? But, uh, where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh where is the Super Bowl this year? Uh let's see. Um uh, it is in Hard Rock Stadium In Miami Yep, yep. So it's in Miami again Yes yeah. It is It's oh my god The stars are Nope I'm not gonna buy into this I'm literally like not buying into this Last
1: year I did the same thing Last year I was like Alright we had the exact same record We lost to the exact same teams Like We have about to do the same thing again And then we didn't
0: No we're not doing this I'm I, Yeah I, I'm Like the, Especially after the way The past few seasons have ended I am not and getting it, my no, hopes up <laughs> At all About also, that You should purely purely football stuff,
1: like you shouldn't get your hopes up about winning the Super Bowl because the Patriots are gonna be ungodly. Like, I don't know if anybody can beat them like that. Uh, and how heartbreaking would it be to finally like, alright, you lose horribly in the divisional, then you lose horribly in NFC championship game, they you lose in the Super Bowl, like, ugh, yeah uh. but if we did somehow beat the Patriots, that'd be like the biggest story
0: ever. Well we'll see man, like I don't really want to get into it because I am not an expert in this topic at all, but we'll see about this A.B. shit. This was – that was – this A.B. story has been – It doesn't
1: even matter. If he plays or if he doesn't, they're still ridiculous.
0: They are. They are good because, of course, Josh good Josh Gordon comes back and he's going to light up the league and – Yeah. It's, it yeah. Fucking, Fuck him. But it has always been my dream for the Saints to play the Patriots in a Super Bowl and us beat them. So that would be that would be chef's kiss. Like, mwah, that would be delicious. But we'll see what happens, man. I really think that – I don't think it will happen. I really don't. Uh, I'd love it to happen. Lord knows I'd love it to happen, but I can't. I honestly if – if you were to be like – if I was a betting man, I would not put money on the Saints to win it all. There's too much shit that can happen in a long-ass yeah. season. So. Also, uh, if we're
1: talking about pipe dreams, I know we're, we're talking about Drew – uh, getting older and um, potentially wrapping it up pretty soon. I already know who I want to be the replacement. Okay, who like, is it? I need the Saints to get Joe Burrow. I'm all I'm all in, 100%. In. he's ready, he's ready. Right, look, I look. Don't, I don't need to see anything else.
0: Okay, well that that's actually a great uh, transition into our next topic. We're both uh, LSU fans. They killed it. Uh, last night, and they've uh, they've been looking pretty good so far. I mean, they started off that first half last night kind of eh, but, I mean, fucking 65 or 66 to 14, that's a fucking ass-whooping, and it was amazing. Yeah, I
1: so, mean, firstly, seeing LSU consistently score more than 21 points uh, is wild.
0: It's so me. awesome. <laughs> it is insane. And, uh, I mean, I want to chalk up, like, them looking kind
1: of bad last night. So, like They always say when you play in-state opponents – Especially when it's like, the Cupcake team versus yeah. the big... You know, they don't have that same level of intimidation because they went to high school with these guys. That's so it's like, they play them harder than ever, you know, because they already knew them personally. Yeah. I think it was kind of a little bit of that in the first half. Like, they were really playing beyond what they could do, and then yeah. they obviously succumbed to an ass-whooping. But, uh, yeah, LSU looks really, really good. I don't want to get my hopes too up again because the schedule is just... Ridiculous yeah. as it is every year.
0: Yeah, we have.
1: But I don't know, and it's also at Bama this year, which beating Bama is impossible enough. But doing it there, it would be sick. I mean, the last time we beat them, it was there. But.
0: Yeah, man. We play in uh, in October. We play Florida and Auburn both at home in in Baton Rouge. But yeah, that that 9 game. And Florida just also starting quarterback. So yeah, uh, you know. We were just talking off air on uh, how much we reveled in that LSU win over UT. That was oh, that was amazing. As a as a Austin resident, everyone listening as an Austin resident, it was delicious. I I really I don't hate UT, but like god damn, I love seeing them lose because UT fans they're so bad. Like the team is not good. I mean they, they're alright I guess But they're not good But god damn they think they're so good It's just like And I can't yeah. the, the whole is Texas back I'm like fuck y'all Get the fuck out of my face <laughs> with that bullshit And take that ugly ass burnt orange color with you God damn y'all suck it was really the DVU stuff to me, because yeah. I was like, come on,
1: guys. Y'all have, like, two DVs that are worse than them in the NFL. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Why are y'all trying to claim this? Like, was, I can think of schools that might be able to say than you,
0: they not even say it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a it's a good school. I mean, they're, they're good people in this town, but oh, I hate UT so much. College sometimes.
1: football brings out the worst in everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of why it's great, but, like, yeah, it
0: does. I just maybe I'm maybe I'm biased here, but like I just don't remember. like <laughs> I just don't remember living in Baton Rouge, being going to games, tailgating. I just don't remember like people thinking. I guess they did. I, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm being unfair, but like I just don't remember LSU fans being so obnoxious. Like
1: fuck y'all. Like, it's, <laughs> I just. No. Yeah, you were You are having a false memory. <laughs> LSU fans are routinely
0: known as, like, the worst fans in the SEC. Like, we are vicious. Yeah. See, I guess I didn't participate in it, so I'm projecting that on the rest of LSU. Like, I just remember the only season I really got into us, like, I really thought we were legit, was when we went undefeated and we beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa on that, like, 9-6 to game and we went to the championship yeah. and we got our ass kicked. But I just, like, I'm just, like, uh, I'm just, like, we're all right, man. Like I don't expect I expect LSU to win, but like I don't think we're like I don't think we're like the greatest team in the country. Like I'm just like yeah, we you know I have a good time watching our games as long as we don't embarrass ourselves. But like I I just don't buy into like I don't worship at the like altar of LSU. Like I love I love LSU. Right, I love, but, uh, As your listeners probably well know, you are a split allegiance fan. Like
1: I have an LSU fan only. I do, I do not support really yeah. any other college football programs and you support too so maybe
0: that's why you showed up yeah and Notre Dame it's a whole other thing like Notre Dame has been bad so for most of my life I've they been, went
1: to the championship more recently
0: than LSU did they did but they're not you I I you could you could check my social media. Like I was very happy that they went undefeated, and it was awesome. I don't like Brian Kelly. I don't. I don't nah, like. And so. you shouldn't trust anyone who does like Brian Kelly. But, <laughs> so. but like for most of my life, they've not been good. Like they went to the championship against Alabama and got destroyed. They went to the playoffs last year and got destroyed. And it's just like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame, man, as long as you beat USC and you beat Michigan, that's a win for me, man. Like, just just beat those two teams and, like, hey, man, good for you guys. But, like, I love, I love both of my teams very, very much. But I don't expect them – I don't think they're, like, legit great because, like, college football is pretty much, I feel, usually a predetermined outcome. Like, you can pretty much project who's going to win the championship. So I'm not, oh, like yeah. – unless, like, some – Major upset or something shakes up the picture a little bit, you pretty much know what's going to happen. So I don't get like, I don't, I just don't think my teams are like, you know like, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, I'm just like, yeah, oh, for sure. I have yeah, fun yeah. watching So what you're here. saying
1: is you're a rational fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's something that's lacking.
0: Yeah I, I yeah, I think, yes. And maybe, again, I'm projecting on the rest of the LSU fan base uh, as being as rational as me, but probably not. Probably fucking not. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm really excited about both of our teams this year. Uh, you know, even though... Uh, although if if the Saints if the if this if the Tigers go like have a great season and then lose in like the postseason or whatever if they even make the postseason I won't be too upset about it but if the Saints do again that's gonna be that's gonna the yes, Saints are the ones yeah. the Saints are the ones that I really care about like all my other sports yes, teams I'm, I'm like I'm like uh ah, you know you win some you lose some it, life goes on but when the Saints lose like if they knock on wood if they happen to lose today. It's, it just ruins my Monday and Tuesday. Like, I'm like, man, fuck life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it is pretty frustrating. I definitely agree that Saints' losses hurt the worst. <sighs> Even though LSU losses, like, statistically should hurt the worst because it basically kills their season, but yeah. i just so used to it with them. Yeah, exactly. Because re- <laughs> the Saints have been trashed longer of my life than LSU has been trashed in my life, but... Yeah, it's funny how expectations were. They have Drew Brees, man. He's a magician. I expect more of
0: them. Yeah, and I, I think that we are talented enough to win. So uh, that's why I expect, that's why I want the Saints to win. And when they, I don't
1: know. And, yeah, the NFL is more open, even though the Patriots always win. But the yeah. NFL is more
0: open. Yeah. Uh, switching gears a little bit, um, did, did you want to talk about uh, L football? Like, how, how's Chelsea doing oh, this yeah. year?
1: Okay, well, as we discussed this, I don't know if you saw any results from.
0: Matches yesterday, but Chelsea won uh, okay. 5 2 against
1: Wolverhampton Wanderers. Okay, uh, But in that game, all five of our goals were scored by graduates from our academy. Uh, and the last 11 goals we've scored have been players under 21. So Chelsea's having a, a real youth revolution.
2: Yeah.
1: Because uh, we're in the midst of a transfer ban. So basically, we broke some rules in recruiting players, so we can't buy any outside players okay. uh, for like one calendar year and this is only going to be half of it so by the end of by the start of 2020 excuse me we got to start of like next summer we yeah. can buy players again so we had to play our own youth players and we've been killing it i mean they have been killing it as individuals the team results we're still like in six but you know
0: what we get in there we got two dubs yeah arsenal is trash. Y'all about to lose today. We're not gonna lose, alright? Calm down. Alright. I don't y'all, know I don't know much about Whopper, but I don't think we're gonna lose, alright? Nah, I real bad. Y'all
1: should win.
0: Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, that Liverpool match was not fun. I'll be honest with you. That was like ugh, ugh. I mean
1: Liverpool's Alpha
0: Blood, dude, they're like ridiculously good. But I'm I'm trying. Like I I, I I, like I have a bunch of, I have a few sports teams that I kind of follow that are just like notifications on my phone on the ESPN app like oh they're playing today oh that's the final score good for them but I, I support them yeah, but that's I'm, like me and the pelicans
1: regular season
0: yeah and I'm trying oh that we didn't even talk about the pelicans uh, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that later in the year. Maybe next year around. We'll, we'll oh yeah, time. Let's the start when we get into early yeah. time. It's not basketball time. But I've been trying. Like I've been getting up early to watch the. I, I get up early anyway, so I'm like, oh, let me watch these these Arsenal matches and stuff. So I've been trying to get more invested in the Gunners and be like, kind of be like, okay, we're, yeah. I'm actually gonna follow this team like actively. And so you know, it's it's great, man. I really. I, I'm so far so good, uh, but yeah, except Yeah, I feel like you game.
1: Miss the salad days when things are really broken. Yes. Arsenal, I mean, objectively, is like a fourth to sixth best team. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll see a lot of frustrating results. But I mean, you good players, like and like saucy players. Yeah. <laughs> That's so at least how was fun to watch. Yeah, but I I I mean, lose it. games in calamitous fashion. Your
0: love to see it. Luckily, uh, as I mentioned, my friend Ben, uh, he uh, he's a Tottenham fan, so we give each other shit yeah. on the regular about each other's teams. So, uh, and he's kind of he's he's also really into the sport as well. So, like, he kind of gets me into it because like we, we chat about it, and we talk about it, like the games and stuff. So, it's it's great, man. I really love I really love I really love soccer. Like, okay, I'm, just I'm like,
1: gonna put you on the spot then. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay, oh, if you had to get in Arsenal kid? Okay.
0: Okay. Who's
1: number, whose jersey would
0: you get? I don't know how controversial this is. Okay. But active player, Obama Yang.
1: Okay, yeah, no, he's sick. I, I had his uh, Dortmund jersey. Yeah, he's a beast.
0: I think that's who I'd go with.
1: I do really like Pepe, though.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: <laughs> Just, that would be a cool name to have on the back of his shirt,
0: uh, like he's good. I, I, I really like Obama Yang, and I'm like... It, it, his name is so distinct that when he does something well, you're like, "Oh, I know that that name. I recognize that name." So I'm like, "Yeah, there we go." Uh, I guess I I still like Ozil a lot. Uh, you know, yeah, Lacazette. If I would if, if I didn't get if I didn't get Aubameyang, I'd probably get Lacazette. So
1: yeah. yeah, everybody on your team's got
0: distinct things <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: um... seeing them like every play.
0: <laughs> so I really dig him and. I I I really I really like I said like I was saying I really love soccer. Like I just love like like uh my friend Ben sent me a, a image a, a video the other day of uh uh Tottenham's uh I can't remember the the player's first name but Son He's a Korean oh, player. That Hung song? Yeah. yeah, and he had a he had a goal. His second goal yesterday was incredible. I was like, How the fuck did they do that? Yeah. It's so good, dude. I, I really I think
1: that uh once you start paying attention to the sport, I think it's easy to kinda of pick up the uh, action. you know, they call it the beautiful game for a reason yeah. and, like to set it to a goal is usually intense and like that's why people tolerate games that are so low scoring because goals are like either a work of art on offense or a calamitous mistake on defense. But either way, it's, like, extremely energetic.
0: And I, I always have to give you props, man. You're the one who, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be, have become an Arsenal fan. So there's that. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm glad I got you in this for it. I don't know how I told you to be an Arsenal fan. I should. Uh, I guess you a Chelsea you... fan. There's this particular flavor <laughs> of misery, I won't lie. But uh, <laughs> at least we got some trophies for it. You guys. Uh, uh,
0: Hey, man, I don't have any regrets, so you shouldn't either. So let's switch on to our next topic. Uh, we we wanted to talk about two other things. We wanted to talk about music because you uh, – we both are big fans of music. And then we wanted to talk about comedy. Um that's gonna be the second thing we talk about. But let's talk about some music, man. You're—it's uh, been a good year for music, dude. Like you, it has. You, you you specifically wanted to talk about an artist, uh, Burner Boy. I hope I'm saying that right and not too white, yes. but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Ber- Burner Boy. Like it's yeah. so. Uh, I'm
2: a fan of his music. <laughs> he's
0: he's got one of he he does those Afro beats. <laughs> he does indeed. He does.
1: Uh, but yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I don't know what. Like I heard him featured on like a playlist. Basically, like I, I wouldn't stream services. I feel like I've asked you this
0: before. I don't I actually don't stream. Uh like I don't uh-huh. I don't use Spotify. I mainly like if I wanna I, I pretty much listen to music on my on my music app on my iPhone. I just listen to my music over and over again. Um but if I do <laughs> wanna try something out, like uh if someone sends me a recommendation I'll like either look at i'll listen to it real quick on youtube because like i can just listen to one song at a time and so uh but i don't stream because like i i want my music on my phone and i don't want my music dependent on a a a wi-fi signal yeah or data signal so i'm like so that way i can just listen to whatever i want all the time so uh yeah i'll
1: say this i like spotify a lot and uh i use it because i am i only have two phases of listening to music either i'm actively trying to find new stuff, or I'm like only listening to my own stuff, right? Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I've been lately, like I was just searching for whole genres, and when I first discovered, you know, British rap music a while ago, when I was watching Top Boy for the first time, and then that uh Burner Boy was like featured on songs, and I would hear his voice, and yet he just had a really cool sounding voice, he had a real deep voice, he had the cool accent, and I started listening to his music, and yet he's like fire and uh then he was featured on the lion king album that beyonce put out yeah and like beyonce was on like literally every song on the album except for and that was like burn a song where he just kind of had the whole thing to himself i think that kind of shows the level of respect that uh people have for him because the music is like genius man uh live instruments vocals rapping like he does it all it's yeah, recommendation to anybody who
0: likes Yeah, music, like you uh, you gave me a few songs to listen to I really liked Anybody And I really yeah. liked his uh, Gumbody with Georgia Smith I hope I'm saying that right as well uh, <laughs> He also has a lot of cool features Like he had a song with Future He had a song with YG He had a song with
1: like He probably has a song with Ed Sheeran I don't know that he's here But Ed
0: Sheeran just has a song with fucking everybody <laughs> like. Hey man, like that uh, he's, he's pretty good. Like it's not, okay. I'll be honest with you. I enjoy those two songs, but I don't think I'll dive deep in his catalog. Cause it's like, okay, this is nice, but it's not really my, it's not doing anything. for Yeah. It's not really my thing. I'm like, okay, this is good. I like, see, I don't like, I don't, I'm not, I'm really not discriminatory on my music. Like the only genre of music I really have a hard time getting into is country, but pretty much everything outside of that. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. It's good, I like it, but I don't think... I even find good
1: country songs occasionally, because they always are... It's so shocking when I find one that I truly (laughs) enjoy, but, like, yeah, they exist. Oh, what's the song? Fucking... Oh, God, now I forget the name. Chicken Fried... By the Zach Brown band, yeah, that's
0: oh a good yeah, song. he did a song with Alan Jackson that I really like, like uh,
1: Chattahoochee. That song is incredible.
0: That is a, oh a, a yeah, dude, classic. listen, I'll, I'll talk, to some Jackson. Jackson. talk to you about <laughs> I will got talk got to you. I will talk to never. you about some Alan Jackson and some Randy Travis any yeah. day of the week. All right, but back to Burner Boy. Like I, I enjoy it, but I don't really know if it's my thing. But like I, I actually, there were two things that happened recently music wise for me that i was like oh okay one the second one being kind of weird but as we're both fans of lejethro jenkins and dragonfly jones's podcast like they put me onto that sir album yeah god sir damn Burger. that's a that's a gr- that's some fucking music right there man i was like Have you? yeah
1: have you listened to earth Gangs album
0: no i have not
1: oh you would you should-
0: Definitely check that out I'll put them on the list Earth Gang gotcha but uh, but yeah man I really really enjoyed that like they got a song on Sir's album called uh, John Redcorn Who, buddy it was <laughs> oof, it was it was it was pretty good and the second thing and I'm embarrassed to admit this publicly but I gotta give her props I fuck with that new Taylor Swift album
1: oh really let me tell
0: you what I'm about to to. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I haven't heard any of it
1: except for that Me song, which is that. Uh, that song is very bad. Oh, wait, you mean that... Uh, With
0: Brandon Urie or whatever? Oh, yeah. I uh, See, I didn't, I didn't like that one.
1: Yeah, that song is bad. Yeah, is that all on the album?
0: Yeah, but she also had that other one where it's like calm down or sit down or chill the fuck out or whatever the fucking song that was called. On okay. the, It was a big... It's this big, like... I got into a long debate about this song. You got
1: a lot of Taylor Swift
0: talk going on? Oh, yeah. Well, no, my my, my friend Morgan, who's also a freaking guest on this pod, she was like... Uh, she was trying to put me on to some some music, and she goes, I think you would like the Taylor Swift album. I'm like, no, I won't. She goes, give it a shot, man. Just give it a listen. And I got to hand it to her, like, most of this... There were a good amount of songs that I actually... You know, like, I actually... I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Like, I, I like this. Uh,
1: yeah, I reluctantly say that she's a talented musician.
0: I'll say it. Lots <laughs> of fans for a reason. And she collaborated on this album with Jack Antonoff, who from uh, Fun and Bleachers, and I really like his music. Who, and he also did a lot with Lord. But what is it? It's called Yo. You need to calm down. So we got this long debate about you need to calm down because it's like I felt like she was. It's supposed to be like an anthem, for like you know. uh, you know lgbtq population yeah 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 and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be about like i was just like shut shut up taylor swift like just sit just <laughs> she's just like you gotta listen to the song and watch the video it's just like this very oh. i felt like this very commercial very like you, oh you know what it reminded me of do you remember the pepsi commercial that everyone lost their shit about with yeah, kendall jenner she
2: racism with the yeah benefit?
0: And this is this felt similar, not as egregious, but similar to that. It felt like she hey, was co-opting, yeah, and co-opting a movement to sell, a, to make, to to do that. I'm like, it's just like I'm I'm woke, I'm progressive, I I'm down with the cause, and it's I like I
1: will say, oh, yeah. for a lot of those female pop stars gay people are a big part of their fan bases. And so, like, maybe it's not so much of, like, I'm just appropriating the movement. Maybe it was her, like, saying, hey, I see all these fans. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all are the ones that's really keeping me going. Because, like, Lady Gaga's not gay. She does this shit a lot. And that's because she's, like, universally accepted that that's who her fans are. Right.
0: Like, but I'll
1: give her some credit if, if that's the
0: case. I, and I'll, I'll give her some credit for that as well. But it felt like it was... It didn't... La- it, it lacked merit in my opinion because i feel like it didn't have a lot of substance it was like okay. it, it, the song felt like it, it was it wasn't it didn't feel risky like it didn't feel like she was stepping out on a limb or anything like that it was more of a like huh. i'm happy y'all exist and it's like okay well that's cool uh we're happy we exist too But what do you it, it felt like, fucking like yeah it just felt like it was she was like it felt very safe It didn't feel like it was Going out on a limb Or saying anything controversial It's like And I'm not saying You need to be controversial But at she's like, Taylor
1: Swift Yeah Like do you want that from her?
0: Well that's the thing It's like If you're gonna feel like You're championing this cause Like okay Well then offer something up Like it was just I was like that But back to the album Like I actually liked the album And I was very surprised Like I was like Do I like Taylor Swift now? What the fuck? Cause she had She had a song On her old out al- On her previous album to this Called Delicate. And I caught that on the radio one day of all, like, randomly listening to the radio. I was like, who the fuck is this? And so I listened to that. I was like, I think this is, like, the first Taylor Swift song that I've heard that I don't, like, shamefully enjoy. Like, I was like, I genuinely enjoy this. I'm like, what is she? Is she, like, is she, like, making good music these days? Like, what the fuck? Like, not just, like, yeah. Like, some of her more famous stuff, like, uh, like, Blank Space and, uh... Uh,
1: I, I will say a Taylor Swift song that I uh, like genuinely love I Knew You Were Trouble That song slaps Oh like no it, it doesn't
0: No, no does it doesn't The song is awful
1: Nah that's what I was gonna say I, I hate to be t- t- the person who says that <laughs> I feel, But like the way you're describing her music And not expecting to like it I do kind of relate to that You know who's album I listened to And like liked it a lot And never would expect it to Okay Harry Styles
0: Oh oh okay
1: yeah, no, his album was, like, real cool. I, it was kind of like a John Mayer album, but, like, less guitar and more soulful yeah. singing. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, like, very much like a dad rock vibe. And, like, yeah, those songs were cool as fuck, man. He's a good singer.
0: It, it's really weird, like, you... I'm not trying to be snobbish, and I'm not trying to be, like, dismissive, but, like, I just... I, I really don't like a lot of pop music these days. Like, I like some, but it's like... There is absolutely nothing pop about that
1: album. Like, it's a dude the guitar.
0: Yeah, you talk about and that. not like
1: upbeat at all.
0: Yeah, you talk about the Harry Styles album. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean... That was the part that made it so surprising because I was like, I was expecting one D sound of music, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, man, like, I I got no, I got, I got, I got nothing but love for Harry Styles, man. He's, he seems to be doing alright he was really good in Dunkirk, but, uh, um, he was I might, have to, I might have to check them out like I'm I, I, I was listening to a few other bands that I listened to it was uh, Wolf Alice Purity Ring and there's this other chick Maggie Rogers she was on so Obama released like a 40 40- playlist yes playlist right and she was on it and I was like oh, I've never heard of her and I listened to her I was like oh she's actually pretty good so I don't know man I just love I love music so much like I talk about music yeah. so much amongst like my friends because like um. yeah
1: let me also uh, as we're talking about music i have to mention the stuff that i listen to the most the most which is i've listened to young thugs album probably every day since it's come out and like i feel like that's my junk food music like i, yeah. I don't know why I, it's like embarrassing to say it not embarrassing but like yeah people are like yeah you laughed when i said that they're like uh no. yeah but it fucking slaps all uh-huh. of it every song on that album there's no skips except for the fucking song with Nav. I just want to also be on the record that Nav is currently the worst rapper making music in the the public eye, but I feel like I can't criticize him the way I would like to, because it would immediately sound racist, so that's kind (laughs) of tough. But
2: there's no
1: nice way to say about the first notable, you know... Indian subcontinent rapper that he sounds like rapping tech support but he does (laughs) and like he is terrible he's deeply deeply terrible but all of my favorite rappers seem to love him and he's on every song just
0: do you remember on Jim? did you watch Jimmy Neutron? I did watch Jimmy Neutron
1: did you alright do you remember
0: Volby? he was an
1: Eastern European boy he had the song slap 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 clap, clap clap do you remember that?
0: No, not at all. That's I thought I was a That's big fan of that show. i want
1: to send you a series of text messages to explain that The listeners will just never know. If you remember Bobby from Jimmy Neutron and Slap 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 Slap, Nav's uh, feature on Young Thug's album is literally him doing that in his Afrocentric of music. It makes me very deeply angry.
0: I'll, uh, um, whatever you send me, I'll put it in the show notes of this episode so people who are gotcha. curious can go check it out. Uh, yes. Uh, see, Trav- see, yeah. uh, so Young Thug, like I like Young Thug fe- in his features a lot, but I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can get into a whole album of Young Thug. I'm like, oh, that's, for sure. For, that seems like sure. a lot. Yeah, uh, he's just
1: so eccentric.
0: I don't know. He does a lot of voices. Yeah. Like you got to be prepared for like, him doing voices
1: and and songs of very wildly uh, different subject matters. A lot of songs about yeah. jewelry. A lot of songs about murder. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty standard gangster rap stuff. Yeah. You know, on some hand, but also from he's really, really like the rap game, James Brown to me. Yeah. Because he's like wild and out there, and he's experimenting with so many sounds that people really don't know how to take.
0: It. Yeah. Do you have? I guess this is this might be a off the cuff unfair question, but uh, okay. I have. I think I have an interesting answer to this question. But do you have a song like that's been your favorite song of the year so far? Ooh. Uh
1: give me a second. Oh man, right now it honestly might be uh Bernard Song from the, the Lion King album. Because hmm. like anybody I've had this discussion with so many people drunk at bars while I was singing karaoke, but like I feel like the biggest thing that the music game was missing, like think about any singer you know that's popular. Okay. There's no singers male singers excuse me, with deep voices it just does not exist really in the space of pop music or in R&B so much anymore. I am like, yeah, I feel like it's sorely missed. Like ever, the biggest thing, my dad used to hate R&B music and whenever like not rap songs would come on a radio station, he would change it. And I asked him why, and he would be like, cause it sounds like they're whining, they're singing through their nose, they just always dig into
2: something. And
1: <laughs> it kinda, I guess I like conditioned it to me. So like, I don't really like that tone of voice in male singing, So I really kind of skipped out on a whole generation of music like 2000s, 90s, R&B. I really hated all that stuff until
2: very yeah. recently
1: because of the sounds of all their voices. And when you listen to like 70s music, you had, you know, Isaac Hayes, Mary White, and people with different registers who were still making popular music that everybody loved. And so here comes Burner boy we're like, yeah, he's African and he makes African music which slaps in his own way. But if he can ingratiate like popular hip-hop stuff in it with his voice and like he's a good singer and vocalist he has mm-hmm. live instruments which is like big fire and like all of that is on display in that song I uh I,
0: I hear you're I, you got me thinking about that I'm like I'm trying to find someone just off racking my brain real quick I'm like yeah I think, I think Dylan's got a point man you don't really hear that you don't really hear that because I like, guess it doesn't yeah, really think sell well
1: R&B or pop male singers that <sighs> were been sensations since you've been alive
0: yeah from like
1: to... Usher uh, Justin Bieber Yeah Shawn
0: Bruno Mars
1: Bruno Mars Yeah they all have
0: The same kind of voice Adam Levine I guess to an extent Like I'm trying to th- I'm Yeah he's like, like Straight up falsetto <laughs> Yeah dude Like I'm like Yeah like you don't You don't hear that You don't really hear that anymore Like it's like Yeah wow. no. Yeah That's and That's actually like That's what a
1: man's voice Should sound
0: like <laughs> <laughs> Sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um... God, you got me thinking now. Okay, I gotta get back on topic. Okay, get yeah, up. Yeah, think. Back, back here. Okay, so... My is actually pretty interesting, because it's a song... It's really weird, like... I, I feel like I'm stumbling upon music that came out two or three or five years ago that I'm like, wow, this is really great! And then be like, where was this? Oh, it was always there. I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, But, so... I actually rewatched this movie last night. I red boxed it. Uh, Booksmart that just came out this year. You know the film about the two high school uh, smart girls and all the, the hijinks they get into. So there's a song on that on that soundtrack uh, that I really love and is like particularly my favorite song this year. Even though it came out in 2017, it's a song by Cautious Clay called "Cold War." And my God, I it's so rare that I like I. I don't know if any song is perfect. But I highly recommend anyone listening check it out because it's just, it's so good. Like, it's like, it's a very short song. And I've listened to his other stuff. He's got other good, like, there are a couple other good songs that I like. But this song, I'm just like, god damn, he fucking knocked it out of the park. He got this, like, mellow vibe. And it's just got this, uh, it's got a choir sounding a, okay. sounding, a choir sounding effect on the chorus. And it's like, I've, I've had a rough year, well, uh, an unideal Not rough But unideal year As far as my love life Is concerned this year And yeah. it just hit me right When that kind of Was going on And I was just like It just like Coalesced into this thing And it's like that, I think that's my favorite song Cause I like I just randomly start like Let me listen to this song Real quick Just randomly Throughout the day I'm like god damn It's a fucking amazing song Even though it's two years old It is my favorite song That I've heard This year Can I
1: Can I also add one more song Go right I ahead man
0: We got no rules uh, on this it also like,
1: cause it's- yeah this song came out in 2017 but i also just discovered this year it's called the sun i think the band is called mid Mm m-y-d yeah that is the happiest sounding song like if you were in the sun for any amount of time play the song if you're outside it's a very happy bouncy beat it's kind of like a not quite a chorus singing, but it just sounds like a bunch of voices on all the vocals so it's a very it's. uplifting the song really 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 deeply goes hard
0: I'm gonna listen to it on my I do actually have a music playlist on YouTube where I'm like oh, I'll listen to this I'll listen to this later yeah I have a a rare disease uh, that I can't hear
1: music without dancing and I think generally in life the music that I kind of tend toward is the music that makes me dance the most Like yeah. i truly cannot stop I, i've danced in job interviews at <laughs> dinner it's so, like i can't stop i have to hear the music and uh yeah this song is impossible to not dance to like it, right. it slap.
0: well that i think that, that that ties a nice bow on that topic let's move on to this comedy thing because you you specifically when i asked you if you wanted to do be on the pod i was like man i don't really have a topic this week but uh, but you were like, let's talk about this comedy stuff that's been going on. Well, I lately. talked
1: about it I because it's been so popping on Twitter yeah. for these last couple of weeks. It's just been very kind of controversial, so you know, might as well address it
0: yeah, while it's still kind of warm. Yeah, we're we're it has been talked to death. That's the other thing. I'm like, I try to avoid. Uh, I tend to avoid uh, topics that have been talked to death. Like I'm like, it's a, what what new can what new uh, take can I offer on it? So, but I'm I'm glad you want to because I'm like, okay, if Dalvin's into it, I'll be into it. Uh, yeah, because I don't really
1: want to address so much the controversialness
0: of it. Like I love stand-up. Yeah, and those are two particularly incredible comedians who put out big specials, and like I would have wanted to talk about it regardless, it's controversial or not. So what we're talking about is that. Uh, Anyone who's been living under the rock, like there've been two big Netflix comedy specials that come out. One of which is has gotten a lot of attention because of the person involved, Dave Chappelle. Who, for kids who may not have been like we were talking about this earlier, how like kids don't (laughs) like you'll put on music and be like, "Oh, it's this and this." I was in the fifth grade, and it's like, "Oh, goddamn!" But like Chappelle's Chappelle's show is so old at this point, like goddamn. But it is the great, in my opinion, it is the funniest show that anyone has ever created and i i i i'd I die on also my in my opinion yeah. agreed. yes so uh but he just released this netflix special uh i guess let's talk a hit that one and we'll talk about the bill Burr one next and then i did want to talk okay. about this SNL uh controversy that's kind of going on get to give you the details about it and give you what you think because uh, sure. i have an opinion on it so uh but yeah man like i, I like dalvin like a lot of kids our age uh a lot of people our age we kind of grew up on Chappelle, and he's kind of like been endeared to us as this like he's my favorite comedian even even despite this most recent special so let me just give you a little breakdown of what
1: so you just said despite this special so that kind of gives a good idea of how you
0: feel about it well here's the thing okay so uh i was very like his. this isn't his first netflix special he's had two so far and i I thought they were fine largely I, i laughed i really enjoyed them they're not as good in my opinion as his like Early stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. His recent stuff is fine. I didn't really have a problem with it. It caused a little, a lot of controversy amongst the trans community. Uh, I can't remember which exactly which one it, which special it was, but one of them did. And I, I largely was like, okay, yeah, I understand. That's kind of dickish, dude. Kind of lay off, all right. But overwhelmingly, like the majority of his stuff was hilarious, right? But I, again, not as good as his early stuff. For what it's worth, you know. Um, I can't remember the other one right now off the top of my head. But, so, he did have this... Kill Him Softly. Kill Him Softly. I can't believe I forgot to kill Him Softly. What happened with me was, I listened to this special. It's only, like, an hour long, right? Mm -hmm. I listened to it. I made it 30 minutes through. Like, 29 minutes, 30 minutes through. And I turned it off. Because I was just like... I really didn't laugh at all that first half hour. I'm not kidding. Like, that first half hour of this special... I, sticks and stones it's called sticks and stones I, I encourage everyone to watch it just so you know what we're talking about but i really didn't laugh i didn't really find it funny like the whole michael jackson thing but the thing that really got to me was like the abc people and all that stuff yeah all right and then when he when he did the whole chinese in person impersonation that's when i was like okay i'm done i'm not kidding like literally the only time it i laughed i really laughed is when somebody's phone went off in the in the thing in the episode, in the, in the, in the in the, in the, in the venue. And like, he made a joke about that. I was like, now that was funny. But honestly, dude, it was a combination of, it really didn't, really wasn't vibing with me. And I really didn't laugh for the first half hour. And I was like, okay, at what point do you like say, all right, it's, I'm halfway through. I haven't really laughed. Do I go the full half hour? Or do I go, give it another half hour? Do I watch the whole thing? Or do you just call it quits there? So I did. But, uh, I knew I was going to be talking to you about it, and my brother yeah. my brother, talked me into it, and I finished it last night. And honestly, the second half is much better. I really love the Jussie Smollett things. Like, Juicy Smollett. Juicy Smollett. Dude, that was so fucking funny. When, he, when the Nigerians, I'm not going to repeat what's said, but the Nigerian bit at the end, I was laughing so hard. But also, like right off the bat, he started attacking the WNBA. Not, okay, attacking, but he started making fun of, the wnba and like women and like equality and telling people to shut the fuck i'm just like dave 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 so i i've kind of had a mixed mixed reaction to it but i was just i have to admit i was kind of disappointed i was kind of like okay so what'd you think
1: i'm not gonna lie i think it might be maybe top two top three i thought it was hilarious I don't know why, I don't know if he's ever said this in an interview, and that's why I got this idea, but I always feel like he's operating under I'm trying to make the most difficult possible special on the most difficult possible material because I'm the best comedian there ever was, right? Yeah. And like, how can I say these ridiculous things and make it make sense and make people laugh and not feel offended by it, or at least more people laugh? Because like, the absolute first thing he did is make fun of Anthony Bourdain suicide, which the darkest a uh, universally beloved dude killed us the saddest story ever and that was his first joke. And yeah, I feel like he nailed it. Like a lot of it uh it's uh, it's kinda hard to kinda shake off the criticism because a lot of it is easy for me to say I am not the subject of any of these jokes. You yeah. know, uh, but uh yeah, and that was looks like, you know, people say punching down is always bad. Like at what point is you like mentioning People, you know, punching down because it's like he's all the jokes are based around how confused I am around their existence and they're living their lives, and I'm more and more confused. The jokes are about him, but I feel like people just hear the fact that he's mentioning them and uh, not uh, using the correct, you know, terminology and things like that because he's talking about how he was learning the process. People are just focusing on what he's saying and not what he's saying, and it's really frustrating. I don't know, like for me. Because there's really no way to defend them without sounding like, oh, actually, I'm Mister Know It All, and this is what he really meant. But like, that's to it see is kind of obvious if you are like, I don't know, watching it from a certain perspective. But maybe I'm just giving my favorite comedian ever too much benefit of the doubt. But I laughed the whole time; I thought it was and, extremely...
0: and extremely and, and on life. the same on the same token, I was wondering like throughout this entire thing, like, am I too sensitive? Am I trying to be like? Like 2019 PC culture, like, am I like, am I trying to be that guy? Like, maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I should just enjoy it. And I'm like, but here's, here's, I, I, I kind of, what I, my, my main takeaway, the biggest issue I had with it, with his special and a little bit of the Bill Burr special was I don't mind you making fun of things. I don't mind you finding out. I don't, I, I, I take no issue with comedians pinpointing the absurdity of a situation or the absurdity of of a group of people i don't care but at least be fair to them and like kind of like try and show that like if you're gonna make fun of something paint the full picture and don't like yeah i feel like in their
1: mind and like when i watch it like the joke is i'm an idiot not the joke is i'm what i'm saying about this trans or physically capable or whatever the joke is like only stupid people say
0: these things. This is me, Dave Chappelle, in the role of a stupid person But same but, but has,
1: seems like that's supposed to be
0: the joke. But is that the Dave Chappelle that... Would you have said that's the Dave Chappelle of 15 years ago?
1: I mean, yeah. Because the, the thing that he became famous for with the Chappelle show is that he said he was able to be edgy because he wasn't talking about race. He was talking about racism. And everybody was kind of able to see what they wanted in that. And I feel like he's basically extending that same concept to all the other isms. He's like... This is what these people do. Isn't that absurd? And then you're just seeing a person being transphobic. And you're like, yeah, you're being transphobic. Where the role is like, hey, look what stupid transphobic people do. Now nah, here's the bit. Like, I think that that part is being lost.
0: I think that he's... I th- uh, again, maybe I'm projecting onto it. But a, I...
1: Yeah, because it's a comedy. Sp- None of the stories they're telling are true. Like That's the understanding of me watching any stand-up special. Like, I, that's so... I, like, that's there's truth, you know, obviously, we did it because he brought out Daphne, the, the trans person that he said he befriended at the end. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they're jokes. <laughs> they're like, uh, it's exaggerations of real stories, you know, twisted tales of yarn, whatever you want to call it, like, they're they're jokes.
0: Like I get it. I, I get it. I, I get that it's just jokes. But I also think that, like, I I... I I, I'm trying not to sound like the, the liberal snowflake that I am, but, like, I'm just, like, can we do better than that? Like, is that is that comedy these days? Like, can we try to do better than that? Like, I just don't – I just don't – I don't understand the need to be mean. Like, I, like I, yeah, OK, under the premise that you stated, like, he's an idiot. Just let him say, but I was like, but he's not an idiot. Like, I know Dave Chappelle's smarter than this. I know he's fun. I know he's better than this, but it's like, I mean, and, and, and I, again, I turned, the main reason I turned it off at first was not because I was offended or not because of my sensibilities were, you know, all in a kerfuffle, but like, it's really because like, I was like, I really laughed or, I'm sorry. I really watched that first half of it and I didn't really laugh. I was like, yes. I was okay, like, that's, fair. that's not, this isn't really vibing with me these days, man. I was like, times change, people change, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I just didn't, I don't think that we, you don't need to do this anymore. See, it? and I think for me, and I, and I think this has always kind of been a comparative thing in his work, yeah. as you can tell by one of his most famous sketches being, like, the racial draft and, like, the comparison of
1: yeah. groups. And maybe as I get older and I'm becoming a curmudgeonly old black man, the joke about the, uh... The F-word and the N-word really, really resonated with me. He's been saying deplorable things about black people and women and white people for years. And I'm not saying, like, oh, and now he brings it up, so it's okay. Like, no. But (laughs) notice the reaction has been very, 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 very different. And that's what the joke is about. Like, why are these things so much more sensitive? Well, because trans people are being targeted and killed uh, without any justice. That also happens to black men who he makes fun of frequently, like trans people are not respected in this community and have problems getting, uh, and getting, you know, housing. That's same for, you know, other groups that he's been making fun of for a long time. And I think the jokes are all centered around, like, this seems like a relatively new, even though we know it's not, but a relatively new, uh, I, I wish I knew a better word than group, that are coming forward and looking for their civil rights and justifiably so but it's like you know it's all new to us and this is me responding to this new cultural change and like it's wild how fast you guys are moving because I've seen the misery of trying to get rights in this country and this didn't go nearly as fast that's I feel like the underpinning of all of his jokes and maybe that resonates with you know black men the hardest because they seem like the people that are you know defending him the most here but yeah that's how I kind of that part all really resonates to me and i I can understand uh if you were a trans person or uh a gay person how you could feel like yeah all right cool you're just condoning homophobia yeah i really don't have an argument against that like i I genuinely enjoyed the content and i think that it has a place and that perspective isn't that misguided you might disagree
0: with it but i think that yeah there's certainly a level of merit to it See, I had a I took issue with that joke as I took issue with that joke cuz I felt like it was a lazy joke cuz I felt like it was missing context. Like I'm like from my understanding cuz I had a I had a debate about this joke as well. My interpretation of that joke was he can't say the the f word because he's not gay, but he can say the n word cuz he's black. It's like yeah, like I don't understand why it was absurd to him that the standards department of comedy central or whoever it was at the time yeah i think it was comedy central because i think he was talking about his show but i didn't understand why he couldn't understand why look from my from the way i took the joke was the standards lady was like i'm not going to tell you a black person you can't say the n-word but i will tell you as not as a straight as a straight person and not a person part of that community that you can't say the f word, like you can't. That you you cannot say that. Like that's not that's not cool. I just think I'm like, when did he forget about in groups and out groups? Like I'm like, why why was this like so like frustrating yeah, to him? Yeah, it's because
1: because the n word isn't just like the n word. Like it means something, right? We all know that. That's why it's a big deal. And if you're like, hey, you can't say the f word because it's a slur to these people, and you're not these people. He would, I guess the implication is like, but you didn't say the N-word because you're an N-word. Like You're within that, so it's cool. Like If that word can't even be spoken on television unless it's said by a person of that group, I guess he's... The joke is, you're assuming that I'm of that group. But like, yes, obviously, in reality, they mean black people and not uh,
0: Exa- N-words. Yeah, that's that's why like, why is, why is that being... You are quite literally saying that You niggas
1: can say, nigga, that's, you know, yeah, maybe it is a little bit, but it is
0: for me. I don't know. I get it. Like, I was like, if you're, I see where he was, I see what he was trying to do. I totally agree with your assessment of that joke, but like, I just think it was indicative that it's like, but then you're, you're kind of skating over it to get to your punchline. but it's like, but you're, you're omitting, I think some pretty important. Now, as, as a comedian, it's his show. And if he, he tells the jokes he wants to tell and yeah, okay. But I just, I was like, we live in a. See, I, found like, I sound like I'm sounding like, you know. I know. <laughs> well,
1: I, I also, I'm sounding like a fucking hotep. You know, I, I don't <laughs> love how I'm coming off on this either. But, uh, yeah, it, you have to confront your own views and about stuff. And I'm going to, it's your show, but I'm going to segue a little bit. And I feel like the Bill Burr special was even better about it. Because I feel like, whereas Dave was, you know, trying to be funny about controversial topics, I feel like Bill Burr was really trying to do like, a deeper dive into and, like, the, the Fuck Feminism bit, he literally said the words, Fuck Feminism, so obviously people are going to be very upset about that. It seems like a test to how much people are, are willing to tolerate the messenger of things or how much, you know, critical thinking people are willing to do because he, after he says the words, Fuck Feminism, he goes into a pretty standard plate uh, criticism of white feminist feminism that I've read from, you know, lots of, black women writers and black women writers, very standard stuff about how what is considered feminism has been abused to give white women a better position in society. And yeah. they seem to be the only benefactor of it, as you can see, in society. Like, that is an astute commentary on what's happening in the world. Yeah. But because we are looking at it from the perspective of the first two words he said, you can't see how he's on your side And like that's the part that's really wild to me And it makes me feel like people are just genuinely not
0: listening so, Well I'll be honest I, I've, I've listened to Bill Burr before I've watched some Bill Burr but I'm not his like I'm not one of his stands. you know I'm not like yeah. oh man that Bill Burr Like if you hadn't mentioned it I probably wouldn't have watched it But I'm glad right. I did because like it was funny And I, I agree My issue was not with his fuck feminism thing It's, it's the issue like And Dave kind of touched on this as well The me too thing like I really, again, I have no problem with taking with with picking out a group or movement or whatever and finding the absurdity or finding the fucked upness of it and making a joke about. It. I have no problem with that at all. I think that's brilliant. The harder, like the the more controversial it is, and you somehow land the joke, I'm totally cool with it. I think that's brilliant. Right. You know, my issue with the Me Too thing, especially with the Bill Burr thing, was i find, i don't find hypocrisy funny and okay. if you'll allow me to i find a lot of people are making fun of the me too or lashing out at the me too movement because they they fear that the me, me too movement is attacking indiscriminately and viciously so i feel like certain comedians i feel like i got this impression from bill burr especially was they're being unfair so I'm going. They're attacking people unfairly and ruining people's lives unfairly. So let me attack them unfairly. I'm like, I just don't. It's like, there are things that were that are not necessarily on the straight and narrow with the Me Too movement. It's not my place to necessarily line those out. But I do think that they have legitimacy and I think there's merit and good things have been done. But I felt like Bill Burr, Bill Burr was unfair to them and I didn't find that funny. I was like, it's like you're just being an asshole. Like you're 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 clearly a comedian you're an entertainer you're a public figure and the me too movement has taken down a lot of male white male public figures and you're feeling a certain way i'm not saying i'm not implying that he's guilty of anything i'm just saying that he felt like he's vulnerable to them and he doesn't necessarily like when especially when dave started defending louis ck i was like come on dude come on dude come on dude like i was just like you're better than this man like you're like I get the joke, like the the, the punchline, where the lady's like, he, she called the cops, and the the cops were like, in Atlanta, he's like, you know what they're going to say to you? Well, what was he saying? That was funny. But again, the build-up to it, I was like, come on, man, you're you're better than this, man. Like, in the Bill Burr, I don't know if Bill Burr's better than this. But I just, I was like, I feel like he was being an asshole, and he's being unfair. And it's like, why are you picking on them? They're doing oh my good God, work. Being an asshole is the shit, right?
1: Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Birth.
0: That's so, the impression I got. I mean, yeah, but that's what he does. Like, yeah. so I mean, if, if that's the case, then yeah, you you just you weren't the target
1: demographic. I will say what they both get wrong, and what a lot of men get wrong, is that they operate from this understanding that uh, coming forward with you know sexual abuse allegations is in some way positive for the woman where literally all the evidence in the world that you can see it happening every time it happens and it's a nightmare and that is not the case. And, it, you know, yeah. maybe there is some financial benefit at the end if they're lucky because the justice system usually doesn't work that well, but it is not. And I think that a lot of comedians, and they both kind of show signs that they operated from that understanding, and that's definitely problematic. But I think uh, his jokes around the Me Too movement it's dicey because what happened, what Harvey Weinstein was doing, and what fucking Bill Cosby was doing is heinous. Yeah, heinous. And to make light of that in any way is extremely fucked up. But for anybody to try to equate what Aziz Ansari did, yeah. to that was already fucked up. And if the joke is around how fucked up the situation has gotten, I can see the humor in it because I was thinking the same thing. And I think that's kind of what it's more around. So, like, if you're willing to give that person that you're listening to rope, uh. to to make a point and walk through some problematic stuff, then fine, Uh, I think you'll be able to hear the humor in it. And I think that's where I am on most of these specials and where a lot of people aren't because they see you as, like, rich old man hating on other people. And I don't want to hear your point because you're generally not the person that's with me on this, and that's fine. But, like, I think that, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, comedians of that caliber I'm willing to sit right down the space
0: to land the joke because I, I think a lot of the times they did Yeah, I, look, the Aziz thing, because I, I talked about this with my brother last night. Uh, look, Aziz, what he did was, was messed up. You know, what he's it, not cool. He had a bad day. Was it messed up? He was, was he rude to a girl? Yeah, is that messed, messed up, up? Messed up as in, like, he didn't really, I don't think he was malicious. I just think that he, it was a misunderstanding it probably... He was a dick. He was a dick. He was and bad about night. it. He was bad about yeah. it. And I'll be the first to admit that, yeah, I've, I've done some stupid shit in my life. Like, I don't think I've ever... Does that
1: mean you get to never work again? Because that's what the jokes are about. Yeah,
0: That is the answer of, you know, well, all right, you've been me too. This thing is... Uh, you have done this offense. Now you never work again is the end goal of it. And, like, is that fair? No, seems wild. See, I disagree, because, like, I think it's unfair to say that their end goal is to ruin careers. I think their end goal is to enforce some kind of consequence for these actions that have gone so like under the radar for so long and like if there was some collateral damage in that yes it's unfair i totally agree people's lives people's careers should not be ruined over some things that there's a misunderstanding like aziz or like just some things but there's but that is such a small from my assessment that is such a small small little Sliver of what the progress Has been done and I feel like they're focusing On that and then they're trying to Undermine the rest of it that's my Problem see that's my problem Yes yes uh,
1: that is True I just think that the attention Of any of these stories I guess The situations of Aziz are probably Less likely than the situations Actually (laughs) no I don't know they're probably all equally as likely But uh I just think that uh The potential for the story to blow up and to become such a big deal because of the people who are involved are so much greater for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've all had dates, or maybe not all, but you've had misunderstandings with a a woman where you, you know, I thought it was more romantic, she thought it was less romantic, or vice versa. And That's not a big deal because I'm Dowling Ford employee number two, four, three, eight. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gives a shit about who I am or who you are. And everything that they do will be judged through that lens. And that's kind of wild. (laughs) because, <laughs> like, you, have, you can't really assume that anybody has good intentions because you know how attention-seeking the entertainment industry is. Yeah. So I would imagine that they have a very, very strange perspective on how to see women in general because that's usually a pretty easy way to gain access to famous men through looks and through um, sex. Now, to have that power dynamic reversed and justly so because people were clearly abusing it, Yeah. but... I think that they are in the uh, what am I trying to say? They're in the crossfire of it yeah. because they're just kind of narrating the situation like that. I imagine the cultural shift of yeah, you know, basically every studio can get away with groping whatever woman he wants. To now, if I accuse you of anything, your career is over. The culture has to kind of get used to it. I think we're going from one extreme to the other. And we need to find the middle. And I think that that was what the joke was. That was the point that's trying to be made. Obviously, the step we need to take is just let's just believe them. Let's listen first, yeah, before we do anything. Because we weren't even doing that. And I think that that's a, there's some, there's a little landing space there for some jokes. Yeah, that that most of
0: it. And again, I don't think you know what Bill Burr. I don't think what he did was offensive. Like I was not offended. I was not like I just didn't agree with him, and I thought it was unfair. But other than that, aside from that little bit of Me Too, I thought the rest of the special was funny. So overall, like, it was funny. And the Chappelle, I would say it's more 50-50. Like, maybe 25-75, okay. maybe somewhere around there. But, like, I just I, – I was like, it's fine. But here's – I, I just – I th- I like to issue like I, I know we're not trying to talk tackle the entire Me Too issue, but I, I would agree I, I would agree that like one of our one of our I think we're both fans of this gentleman uh, Bomani Jones. He does a lot. He does podcasts. He's on ESPN. He does a lot. He has his own TV show. I really like what he says about the Me Too movement. Um, <clears throat> he says that you can't if you if you don't offer a path of redemption, you're just showing off. Like it's like I really think that we do need to offer. There needs to be a conversation had about, okay, so what is forgivable and what isn't forgivable? And if it is forgivable, what steps do these people need to take to become – to to re-enter society? Like not be a pariah, not lose everything they worked for. So yeah, I think right. that – but also, again, it's like most of these dudes don't deserve it. Like it's like they don't deserve it and I'm just like why are we crying over this? Like why are we crying about bad dudes not – having careers anymore. Like I'm just like uh, and the dudes that are kind of in the middle or uh, like why are we focused well that'll work itself out. I really believe that. And I agree that like compassion needs to be showed for the victim, of course, but also if the 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 attacker or the I guess not the not the attacker, but like the other person involved, the abuser or whatever. It might be a little harsh, but like if they if they if what they did was forgivable and they're not going to go to jail for it. Like, what do we do? I think there is a conversation that needs to be had. I think that that is what Bill Burr was pointing at. But I'm like, but you need to be just be careful talking about this. Like, yes, you're a comedian. Yes, you can make jokes about the most fucked up things. But like, like, but also be fair. Like, just be fair, man. Just that's all, that's all I'm asking. Just be fair. I know it's harder. It's more com- makes a joke more complicated. But just be fair. But that's just me, man.
1: Yeah, I just think that part of the.
0: Absurdity is not the right word, but part of the difficulty of uh, these jokes and hearing these messages,
1: the messenger telling you these things, like you're willing to hear Bomani make a criticism, a legitimate criticism of how the Me Too movement is adjudicated on its perpetrators. You're willing to listen to it from him because he doesn't really have any allegations like that. And he's known as like an academic very professional person. Yeah. Whereas you're not willing to listen to a comedian who's not as well-schooled, who's telling you this in a form of a joke. You're not as willing to hear that, especially because those comedians are very often like the key demographic of the people who commit these types of offenses, right? Mm-hmm. So you're especially listening to them skeptically. But uh, they're making similar points, and I guess all they're saying is that you have to be willing to criticize anything to make it move forward in a substantive way. And like as we've seen from... The cases that have happened is a very large range and we need i mean yes you, you say you know and the people in the middle it'll figure itself out well the comedians based on they kind of probably are the people in the middle and that's why we're hearing their perspectives and i think that's okay i
0: i, I don't i don't think it's unfair to probe the issue i just like i like i think you guys need to be a little bit more thorough but that's just yeah. my opinion that's so definitely fair yeah. uh Let's talk about this real quick. Uh, there's not a lot of – I don't think there's a lot of uh, gray area in this topic. But I, I did want your thoughts because – so uh, – where the fuck? I'm trying to find a good article that just breaks it down that like what the fuck this dude was in. Vox. Vox is good. God bless you, Vox, for this – free, free story. Free story. S- okay, so for anyone who's not aware, we're going to talk about SNL. Uh, I'm a huge SNL fan. I've been a fan of SNL since I was a small child. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fan of SNL. I, it In ebbs order. and flows. Yeah, no. like, the quality of the show ebbs and flows. I'll be the first to admit it. So SNL added three new cast members. One of them's named Chloe Fineman, and the next is Bowen Yang. And he's actually, uh, a gay Asian-American, and he's the first. It took him 45 years, but they finally Wait. got around to having a 40, uh, an Asian cast member. False, not
1: true. They've had Asian cast members before, uh, let me tell you something. I, uh, from being around brown people for a lot of my college years, I have learned that there's a, a little frustration in the Asian community that you know East Asian, you know Chinese, Japanese, Korean people dominate what is considered Asian okay. in the minds
0: of Americans. Because Nasim Pedrad was born in Tehran, Iran, and uh, I was on SNL for four years. Okay. That's definitely Asia. <laughs> like, that is Asian. You're absolutely correct. My apologies. I misrepresented. No, everybody's you. Yeah. Like they just like yeah. That's the first Asian. Okay, that's what we I'll say in. I'll rephrase and say he's the first East Asian uh, yeah. American cast member. Uh, and I was just I was just shocked. I was like, man, it's been forty five years, and y'all couldn't get y'all just ignored like that entire segment of the population. Right, like okay. that is wild though. Okay, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, but the other one has been the one that's caused a lot of controversy. His name is, uh, Shane Gillis. He's a white dude, uh, like myself. Mm
1: -hmm. Shane Gillis gave that away.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, you never know. (laughs) It's true. Your name is Flores and you look like you. I know, I am white as the day is long. Uh, but so, Shane Gillis, he's a comedian. He's from New York, I believe, or he was working in New York. And he was on a podcast, uh... And on the podcast, I'm not going to repeat exactly what he says, but he said, but they're talking about him and his, him and his co-host were talking about Chinatown and how crazy it is oh. down there. And they basically said, why did the fucking live there? And if you're familiar with derogatory racial slur, slurs for Chinese-Americans, I'm pretty sure you can fill in the blank there. Nice. Yes. You're you, damn. Yeah, he said that publicly. And I haven't really gone too deep into it. And he – apparently people have been deep diving on this dude and found some other homophobic and racial slurs. But the thing was he he also put on one of those like Asian impersonations that I was talking about with Chappelle. What he, what he said, what he said, dericious. It's like – uh, he, he said some fucked up shit. So basically he apologized. And my issue that I took with it and several people are taking with it, it's the fact that I'm not comparing this dude to Chappelle or Bill Burr at all. Uh, please don't – I hope no one's taking me as that. Like I, Those two are not doing that. But this dude is a general, genuine asshole. Uh, okay, not to character exa- assassinate. What he did was pretty assholeish. Let's say that. Uh, yeah, he, but he offered an apology. He the behavior of an asshole. Yeah his apology is what got to me and i just feel like it's one of these another apology am like oh my god you're not even getting it so he said uh i'm a comedian he opens with i am a comedian who pushes boundaries so Some, i sometimes miss uh if you go through if you go through my 10 years of comedy most of it bad you're going to find a lot of misses my intention is never to hurt anyone but i'm trying the best comedian i can be and sometimes that requires risks Okay. I mean, okay. Like, I yes,
1: I I, I genuinely believe in, like, the fact that you brought up Chappelle in the first place is an example. Like, some people laughed at that joke. I thought it was a little distasteful, but it was so sudden that I laughed. But I was shocked that he did that. And, uh, yeah, like, I get what you're saying in the sense that, like, for a comedian, you have to practice in front of people. And so if you go through all of the times I've been in front of people and listen to that, you'll hear me saying, horrible thing because i didn't know how to land that joke yet but like come on man how asian people sound is the punchline of the joke that's never really uh you got to be real damn good to make that make sense and not make okay and like if you be an asshole like to that caliber in public people deserve to shame you for it and that's all that's happening now like people are just saying like hey you suck for saying shit like
0: this it's just i just don't understand this Look, I don't know. I, I have a friend that is a comedian. He's up in New York right now, and he's, you know, we're friends, but I wouldn't call us best friends. And he's a good dude. I like him. Uh, and I, other than that, I don't really know any comedians. But I just don't understand, like, this thought that, like, using racial slurs but in a comedic way is taking a risk. Like, it's like—
1: Well, because you're not allowed to say it. Like, at the, at the end of the day, like, a risk— is driving off a bridge, right? Because you know something bad will happen to you. But the fact that there are just words that we're not allowed to say or what. Like, and I think that's that whole idea is what lots of comedians want to explore. Because it's an easy way to take a,
0: a risk. It's just, oh, it's so it's so asinine to me that, like, using racial slurs, you don't need to slurs. use racial slurs! Let me tell you
1: something. Uh, in my life, Okay. I've had lots of white friends, lots of white male friends. I've had some version of an N-word talk with almost all of them. Almost all
0: of them. I think, we, the I think you and I have had one at least, probably once way back in the yes, day. Yes,
1: and you have steadfastly okay. said that you would never say it. You have never wavered from that. I want his listeners, your listeners to know that. Yeah. You have never, never said the N-word. But all white people have seemed to have this curiosity. I'm sure a lot of any other black person listening to your show, they know the same thing. Like, they've definitely asked you some version. Why can't I say it? The curiosity is there. It's a part of our culture. And pretending like it's not, I mean, that's basically what we do now. and <laughs> It's weird. And I think that as long as it's like an unspoken rule, comedians will try to dance around that. Because, like, if it's that serious to you, why isn't it a real rule? And...
0: What, what do you, what do you want? Place? Like he's you want good. like some modern day Moses to come down with new Ten Commandments? Like, dude, this happened last year. Like he's like a he's probably around our age. Like, come on, yeah, dude. What I'm saying is he's
1: probably not good.
0: At
1: <laughs> Still, like I'm, I'm giving him the credit for saying he got better. I doubt he's good. I mean, <laughs> like we said about the quality of SNL these days. Whatever, but yeah, if somebody goes back and looks
0: at your old jokes, regardless of when they were, if you weren't good yet, there'll be some bad shit in there. It just amazes me that he thinks the problem is he's like, "Ooh, sorry for putting out bad materials." Like that wasn't just bad material; that was offensive material. Like, was, like, and also,
1: just it's particularly bad for racism against Asian people because I, I and I was doing my deep dive into Asian racism. They really feel like it's much more forgiven in public society than racism against other groups.
0: Right? Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Like, and- yeah.
1: Mark Wahlberg is still allowed in society after he was, did a hate crime against an Asian person and basically never did anything about it. Richie Cardito was unspeakably racist to a Japanese trainer. And like, yeah, that wasn't even mentioned. It's like, oh yeah, Richie Cardito, the bullying guy. Like, he forgave that, but people don't care about it. And it's tough. Like, I can imagine how frustrating that would be for an Asian person.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll just it just, again, speaking on comedy, like, it's just... <sighs> I just, I can't, I, I was just, I was just, like, just to recap, like, when I, when I first saw this, when the story dropped, I'm like, ooh, that's bad, and then the apology came, I'm like, guys, come on, man, like, it's better just not apologize, just don't apologize, just, just say, just don't fucking say anything, like, if you're gonna offer up a weak apology like that, just don't fucking yeah, apologize, it it worse. don't fucking apologize, like, Look, I don't know this dude. This is the only like I'd never heard of this dude before he got announced. I I I'm sorry that this was his first, my first experience with his comedy because maybe he might be hilarious. I doubt it, but we'll see. Uh, I don't know if in a, if NBC's going to keep him, if SNL's going to keep him. That would be, we'll see. But like, come Look, on, hey, a lot of races out there watch TV too. Yeah, that's you got to accept. Like, I think that for a lot
1: of white people, it's uncomfortable. And me as a black person, I've just long accepted this, and it's really kind of gotten me through life pretty well that racism racist is just a common demographic of white person like and if you want to sell things demographically that's gonna be a group you're gonna have to touch because it's a huge group
0: yeah but i just i'm like again i'm not trying to put myself on some ivory tower here i just i'm like is that something we want to encourage shouldn't we be moving yeah, that, away that's the problem that we're having in society now is the, the the issue is are we just going to accept that these
1: people look like this and cater to it or are we going to try to e- get these values out of society completely?
0: And you know you can't 100% get it out, but you got to try and minimize it as much as possible and steer away from it. But yeah. I just it just happened recently and I figured since we were talking about comedy, I thought it was worth bringing up because it's just another thing where it's like I, I love comedians. I think if I had a dream job, it would be a comedian, although I'm not that funny yeah. and I'm terrified of yeah. being the center of attention in a room. But I just. Lots of comedians have been
1: and still made it work.
0: Yeah, I thought about it, but maybe one day I'll surprise the world and be like, "Oh my God, that's he's John's getting up to do his type 5. But uh, I just, I, I really find comedians interesting, and I think a lot of people find comedians as interesting. It's that they they walk a very ti- they walk a tightrope, basically. But it just seems like all the spectrum of comedy out there, all of it. And it just—it amazes me that people. I mean, I know they got to experiment. They know they got to try new things. and They got to do things, and you know they're just being themselves to an extent. But it's like, really, is that the way you went? Okay, cool, yeah, sure. Right? Let's let's go with that. But anyway.
1: I mean, that's why we got the Jerry Seinfelds of the world who will always just make the safest possible jokes and make literally hundreds of billions of dollars
0: for it. So this is that. true. Alright, let's 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 move on to the questioner. I feel like I kept you too long with all these technical... Yeah, like, it's always a pleasure. It's not, a, it's not an obligation, you're Yeah, I just... I, I really, like... I, I'm, I'm always... I think I've told you this. I've told other people who've been on the pod. Like, I'm so grateful that I have friends that are to, so, so willing to do this. This, like, crazy little silly hobby of mine that even... Yeah,
1: you have lots of friends that are just also sitting around chilling that also
0: helps (laughs) it does and uh, but anyway okay so thank you again for doing this I think we had a really good talk man I know we kind of were all over the place in certain things but I really I think we you know I think we brought it home some content in there for sure yeah I really hope that we get uh, I really think people will enjoy it Uh, but then again that's to be expected from having you on Um, okay so these questions (laughs) (laughs) let's go as a kid what did you want to be when you grew up an
1: aerospace engineer, first of all, when I would tell people that when I was, like, in kindergarten, they'd be ridiculously <laughs> impressed.
0: In kindergarten? But, you do this? In, what the fuck? <laughs> all
1: right, so let me tell you why. I used to love to make paper airplanes. I think my—I don't even remember who got me a gift, but it was a book on how to make paper airplanes. And yeah. I got pretty good at it, like, five-, six-year-old kind of range, right? Yeah. And so I asked my parents, like, what is the name of the job of the person who makes airplanes? And they told me aerospace engineer. And so— yeah, I would say that to people, and then I learned about how much math is an engineering that <laughs> killed my dreams. <laughs> but I spent a lot of elementary school thinking I was going to be an engineer.
0: That's awesome, man! I've never heard that one, but it, it tracks. It makes sense.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I, I uh, I've said it before on the pod. I think I wanted to be a weatherman at one point. I wanted to be a cop, but I really I think the first thing I ever really wanted to be, very similar to yours, was a jet fighter pilot because I was a big fan of Independence Day. And I was like, Mm, I was like, I want to be, I want to be Will Smith fighting aliens, or not even fighting aliens, but just flying an F-18, like, that just seems so cool to me. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, that's cool, man. Did not know that about you. Okay. Come on, you know? (laughs) Do, 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 do. Anyway, uh. Okay, so if you came into a very large sum of money, like you know, you say you won the Powerball, the lottery, or whatever. Gross. T- why would I
1: come in
0: money? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey-o, uh So let's and then let's say you paid off all your bills, you paid off all your debts, you set up all the, you set up all your loved ones or whatever. You got it all set up. Like y'all, the all the business stuff is taken care of. Now you get to splurge. What's the first big thing you'd buy?
1: Okay, I, I, how much money are we talking? Because like five hundred million dollars. Okay, that's less than not what I was, Cause
0: Le- I was thinking. Wait, wait, like, wait. $500 million is less than you were thinking? Y- yes.
1: <laughs> like, if I came into like, let's just say a couple of dillies, <laughs>
0: the first thing I'm getting is a sports franchise. That's the thing I want to buy. Okay, like all right, ones. yeah, all right.
1: So if I could, you got enough money to buy a sports franchise, I would absolutely buy that. Number one priority would be, first, a NBA team. If I can't get a NBA team... I would take a Premier League team or a team in the championship that I
0: could raise up to the Premier League. Okay. And then third after that, I just know is I never have a chance but to be to buy the Saints. Yeah, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. <laughs>
1: I'm from New Orleans, and if I had, like, $5 billion to throw at it, but I'm black, so no. <laughs> they would not let that
0: happen. Yeah, the uh, NFL owners would not be cool with that.
1: <laughs> with a 20-something-year-old uh, black owner, you think not? Yeah. When I sign cap to be
0: a... Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'd be I'd be open to it if I was an NFL owner. You'd have my vote. Uh, Thank you. I would I would hate running a sports franchise. Like I'm just like ooh, that sounds like, like. maybe owning is cool, but I just like would hate being a GM. Like I would be like, oh god, that sounds like oh, so yeah, much no. stress. I I feel like I'm just on a
1: constant hunt to find the most genius GM, and I'm yeah. out genius hunting basically.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. That's a very another interesting answer. Uh what's a chore you absolutely hate doing?
1: Washing motherfucking dishes. I can oh it's the most futile of all tasks
0: except <laughs> the of making your bed because like yeah, I'm making gonna build like uh moments
1: from now, like I I'm getting hungry washing dishes and I'm gonna have to use these fucking plates immediately after. Then even if you do have a dishwasher, I grew up without My grandmother didn't have a dishwasher, my parents' house didn't have one. It's not something that it was just like in my yeah. formative years. So I'm not used to just tossing it in the dishwasher. I always wash dishes by hand. So that's just kinda of like my nature. So when I eventually moved to places with dishwashers, you can't imagine how disappointed I was to learn that you basically have to fucking wash it before you put it in there.
0: Yeah, you gotta rinse it, yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Fuck all of that. Washing dishes is the worst. I am killing the environment. I buy plastic blades, plastic <laughs> uh, spoons, forks if they made plastic pots
0: that I could dispose of, bro, See, I don't. I've actually gone the other way. I don't even use paper plates anymore. I use paper towels still, but I really wish I didn't. But uh, I don't mind that. I, I get the. I, I completely agree with you the futility because it feels like you're. What happens to me is I'll have a full dishwasher full of clean dishes and the sink full of dirty dishes, and I just need to unload it. And then as soon as I load it the cycle repeats itself like those one those dirty ones that i just cleaned in the dishwasher now there's a new pile of dirty dishes in the sink yep. like it's like it's this vicious cycle and but it doesn't bother me it's just one of those things you're like eh, that's life that's what i love I'm about angry. you I'm <laughs> <you're seething>. that's <laughs> what i love about you dalvin no matter what it is you don't have you you very rarely had have, have mild takes on things like you are very passionate about a lot of things For everything's spicy <laughs> never mind <laughs> All right, uh what's your favorite candy bar snack? Like say you're going on a road trip, you know, like I gotta grab a snack for the road. What you grabbing out of like a gas station or something like that?
1: Okay, I'll, I'll do candy and snack.
0: Okay. Uh candy is kinda seasonal, but the Reese's egg really
1: okay. slaps. Love Reese's but the egg just hits something different. I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah. Favorite
1: snack though? Uh probably Slim Jim's. And yeah. I'll tell this story about the first time I ate a Slim Jim uh first time i ever ate a some gym was in jail it was 1997 my dad was taking me on a fishing trip to i want to say golden meadow louisiana we were caught speeding somewhere outside of golden meadow and yeah i think my dad was going like over 100 oh, God! <laughs> so the ticket was like ridiculously high he had a fast car and uh yeah so they took us to jail for a while until my mom had to like wire us some money to get us out and the cop was really nice to us and he was like hey you want to get something from the vending machine little boy And i was like yeah and then i didn't really recognize any of the snacks they had in there except from Slim gyms and so i ate a slim Jim, and it was life-changingly delicious and i've loved them ever since
0: <laughs> oh my god there's so many things i want to know about that story but anyway <laughs> yeah well, that's cool, man. I, I see. I, I like beef jerky, but I slim jims taste gross to me. So, like, I'll shell out for the extra, like, the more expensive. Oh,
1: beef jerky! Though I eat turkey jerky pretty much every morning for breakfast.
0: Wow, oh. with yogurt. That's a lot of salt, though.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm dying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Right? Okay. I know. I definitely know the worst. But okay. So, what's your best and worst school subject? Okay. Well, yeah. Worst is math. I discussed it earlier. <laughs> yeah. Best is uh. Best was history. English is close to that's where I got my degree, but history was definitely the most interesting to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you get to reflect on past events and the past was fucking wild. <laughs> like every time you do a deep dive into literally any cultural history, it's yeah. like extremely wild shit happened. All of
0: them. H- all just wait and be like and then the white people showed up. <laughs> or even if
1: you do it like independently of white people, just like, yeah, here's
0: the ancient history of Africa up until yeah before even the white people, it was still wild shit, or like,
1: in Asia, they had crazy histories. So, or uh, they enter European, shit, like, it's, yeah, it's all wild, love okay. history.
0: So, I, I'm gonna try and d- dive deeper into the Honduran, the history of Honduras, because like, I, I, I feel like I've neglected that part of my, I guess, culture, I guess, I, see culture. Nah, I, I don't feel a part really of that, sure. I really don't feel a part of that side of my, <laughs> like, ethnicity, but like, I'm like, I gotta try, man, because like, it is important to me but i don't yeah. i i i really think the language barrier hurts me and then i don't feel i wasn't really raised in that culture that much but i'm gonna try well, you can be learning
1: spanish regardless
0: yeah Just i think i need to do a better time that is,
1: most notably
0: wait what i said and you still wear the name like most notably like if you were john smith and you were half honduran i feel like it would be different but like oh, your that's name a... goes latino to everybody that's Fun fact, I there was a serious – like I had this – there was a chapter in my life where I was trying to convert my name to my mother's maiden name as a giant fuck you to my dad. But luckily – I definitely understand it. But the thing – you know what the thing was? So like (laughs) I I, I went to the Honduran embassy in New Orleans to talk to someone about it and I asked her. I was like, so what would I need to do that? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, that's when I was like – okay, so I went the other way with that. So I tried – I wanted to get a change, but then I was like, oh, court costs and shit, that's going to be expensive. But then a few years later, I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have dual citizenship because my dad was born in Honduras? Like maybe I can get some Honduran citizenship. (laughs) And so I went to the Honduras. This was separate from what I was talking about. I'm blending two stories. But the second part of it was I went to the Honduran embassy in New Orleans because there's a Honduran embassy in New Orleans. I was like, oh, cool. Check that out. I went there. First off, I felt like I stood out because I do not look Honduran as well. I'm not trying to make any racist implications no, though. But like they are particularly dark Latinos. Yes, right? they are. And so you could tell that I am mixed race, I guess. Like I am very white. And my mo- like I, I definitely resemble my mother's side of the family. So I went in there. They were like, oh. I asked, I was like, what would it take for me to get Honduran citizenship? And she was like, "Well, we would need your dad's birth certificate as step one." I'm like, "Well, this is process <laughs> has stopped in its tracks because it would admit it would admit having to reach out to my dad." And I, to this day, I mean, it's been almost ten years since I spoke to my father. I'm like, "Yeah, this that ain't happening." This was a few yeah. years ago, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I want to make an effort to represent my Hundred. Don't give
1: citizenship yet. Yeah, you need an escape plan for America.
0: <laughs> all right, Don't all right. <laughs> Okay, so what's the best vacation you've ever had? I, was it the trip you took to France recently? Like, Was that last year? That was last year around this time. Yeah, uh, that's definitely
1: up there. That's definitely the best moment I had. Uh, all right, I'm sorry. This is not a flex to say that I've been to different places, but it really is a tie. So when I was in France, we went to a party. Uh, it was on the rooftop of a bar called Wanderlust. It was right on like the river. It was extremely cool. So mm-hmm. cool that... ASAP Rocky just randomly showed up with his friends. It was in a VIP chilling. Holy like, shit. Yeah, it was cool. All the women there were ridiculously hot. And uh, it was very hard to get into. And they had a very judgmental bouncer. And they let us in. And that made me feel the level of affirmation that I've never felt before in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that moment. And also, I went to a Chelsea match. And it was the last game of the season. And it was like, they had won a title that year. So I saw them lift the trophy. It was John Terry's last match at Stanford Bridge. So that was a huge, huge moment as for me as a Chelsea fan. But
0: those two—that's awesome, first. man. Those that that those are pretty epic. John
1: Terry, huge racist, by the way. Such a, <laughs> don't look into his record. He's a sporting hero, but just absolutely awful person. <laughs> oh, man. What a centre back, though. An offensive
0: <laughs> titan. Racist, but he's a great football. <laughs> 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 you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> all right uh, next question um, would you rather speak all languages or have the ability to speak to all animals
1: yeah I'll take the languages because uh, I'm under the suspicion that animals are really not that smart so like yeah you can hear your my candidates outside say open door open door open door open door like I don't really need to know that but if I spoke every language I would be I could monetize that <laughs> a
0: great deal as well as understand I would yeah. Yeah, was,
1: I, I would have lots of kids if I spoke every language. Also,
0: yeah, I uh, I, I've I've noticed this break. Like, I know you just became a pet owner, but I really have found that this breaks down along like pet owner versus non pet owner line. Like, like I, I I totally agree with you. Like, I think people are like who want to speak to animals. Like, I'm like I don't think you're appreciating how unsophisticated <laughs> animals are. Like, they're yeah. not that. I say, maybe it's because my cat's a kitten, so I, I think it'll be that dumb. But, yeah. like, yeah, nah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't think you're going to be able to have these lengthy conversations with your dog. I'm just saying. Like, I don't think your dog gives a fuck. Uh,
1: I really think that they got it exactly right on up. Like, that's how dogs yes. would act if they could talk.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm very interested to hear your answer to this one. Uh, would you rather have unlimited pizza for life or unlimited tacos, including burritos for life?
1: oh wow okay that changes things but um it's funny that you asked you said that like you're interested to hear this because I honestly think my answer would have changed depending on when you asked me meaning to say like if you would have asked me this a few years ago I would have probably said the pizza yeah but the cheese man I gotta mitigate that it's much easier to keep that on the low with tacos even though they do have cheese and dairy on it but like they can still be very delicious without it whereas pizza really can't and so I have to pick tacos Not even reluctantly Because tacos are fucking tacos And delicious But I do love pizza
0: Okay what if, what if you could eat All the cheese in the world Like what if And would it I, wouldn't hurt me Yeah Like yeah, okay well then I'll take pizza See that's where See I also have these Those dairy dietary restriction Where <laughs> I, I gotta avoid it Pretty much almost absolutely uh, But just removing that I'd still go tacos I'd still go tacos uh, Tacos are incredible
1: Like don't get me wrong
0: Yeah It's tough yeah, I was it's like, something about yeah.
1: Tomato sauce, I just love it.
0: <laughs> All right, I, I, before I ask this question, there's actually a very funny story. I don't know if I told the story on the pod, but I was I, like, oh my god, this is <laughs> Dalvin. One of these Dalvin stories. I've seen you do karaoke twice. Okay. Uh, Both magical experiences. I'm sure. One was at the Saint. I can't remember what song you sang, but I definitely recorded it on video. I still have that video. <laughs> But the second time, uh, God, we were, we were at the uh, what's that? probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we were there hanging out, uh, and we decided to do karaoke. You went first, and I went second. I don't really sing karaoke. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not. I don't have a voice. So I was like, let me sing a Beatles song that I really like. That's very easy. I'll just do it, right? I picked a very safe Beatles song. Well, you went first, and you. Motherfucker. Like you (laughs) So Dalvin goes with you remind me, I think, by Nickelback. I did. And you fucking you had the entire not the entire bar, but most of the people in that bar fucking amped like Nickelback was actually in the fucking room. And you fucking killed it. You fucking knocked it out of the park. One of the most impressive things I've ever seen you do in person. Thank you. And then and then you knocked it out the park. And then my ass had to follow you right after. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So I did it. And I bowed. I was like, let me get off the stage as fuck as soon as possible. Because goddamn, how the fuck are you supposed to follow that? Anyway, if you had... I
1: karaoke kind of a lot. Especially when I lived in New Orleans. Like, it was definitely something that was in my bag.
0: But... If uh, you if you had to sing karaoke, which apparently you're wont to do, uh, what song would you pick?
1: Okay, so you remind me it's a classic because it's really like it's like cheating. It's like I'm doing karaoke and I'm also doing comedy at the same time yes. because like whenever people hear that song they laugh because it's ridiculous. But a lot of my karaoke songs Rest in Peace uh, used to be R. Kelly and uh, so I had to retire literally all of them. Yeah. Um. So uh, I've been really kind of on the search for a new song and I think um, the next time I do karaoke I'm going to try it out and I'll let you know how it goes but Still Standing by uh, Elton John. I feel like that's a song that people would know the words to. You can sing with some emotion, and it's not that difficult to sing. Those are the criteria.
0: I, I would agree. My go-to is probably "Stop the World and Melt with You" by Modern English. Like, I feel like yeah. that's a pretty even. He doesn't like the singer doesn't really do that much dramatic singing, and it's like it's a pretty catchy song. Most people know it, so that that would be my go-to.
1: That's a Strong one. Okay. What's the uh, What's the name of the women group?
0: Hold oh, no. on. Oh, one more day that's oh like uh it. Wilson Phillips there we go yeah
1: that's another
0: good one. and also what's the higher love Steve Winwood. give Those me a higher love exactly. yes like, <laughs> exactly and that is about as good as my singing gets okay uh last question and we're gonna wrap it up uh let's say you had the entire world's attention all conscious human beings you know attention for 30 seconds what would you say
1: don't let humanity fail because you can't grasp the fact that people come in different colors.
0: That is like that is the most astute and like like concise answer I think I've ever gotten to that question.
1: Yeah, like that's really what we're about to do. Like at the, at the end of the day, people are willing to fight and kill over differences, which is to be understood. But the root of those differences are really that simple. And like, if that's what it is, humans were never an advanced species. That's why aliens don't fuck with us. It's <laughs> so simple kind Like, I'm sure that alien species that, like, oh yeah, those have five eyes, these have three eyes, and yeah, we got lots of different things on the planet. And we
0: just can't can't fuck with it. Can't figure it out. I would uh, not to pi- not to kind of steal your thunder, but I would piggyback off of that. I would say that uh, I think I, I I have a similar response. I thought about it earlier this week for various for a random reason, but I would tell people I was like, you know what, you matter. You as a person matter. Yeah. Your life has value, and so does everyone else's. That's what I would tell people. Like it's like you're important, but so is everyone else. So keep that in mind. Keep that keep that in the back of your back of your noggin. L- l- let that ride with you for a while. Like just 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 be cool. Just be cool to people, man. Like. You, Play the more you know music again, like that's—we're <laughs> gonna wrap it up, like the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 do. But no, like I just—I think another good one I've seen. It's not mine. I'm 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 uh, cribbing it from another source. But like, I think that be the be the good be the good exact like be the good person you, yeah, you want. It when you were... Yeah, like. If you, there's not a lot of good people in the world, or be the example you wish existed, like just be the person you wish existed. Be be yeah. the be the example for everyone else. Like just be just be good, man. Don't be an asshole. I think that's yeah. I think that was what it all boils down to. Just don't be an asshole, man. Just be cool. Uh, sure, I think it would
1: be easy for people to
0: do, but you, <laughs> you know, would think. Do it. Well, you sir are certainly not an asshole, and you are a good friend for being on this episode. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It wasn't too short a notice, but it was shorter notice than I usually give to have a guest on. But I appreciate it nonetheless. Uh, that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Uh, let's first off say, let's go Saints. Uh, let's go Gunners. Who dat, Who dat baby? Uh, thank you again to my guest, Dalvin Ford. Um, please like and subscribe to this pod. Share with your friends. You know, email. Uh, we're Comment on. if you think I should make my own podcast
1: too,
0: and I'll have John on. I, dude, i will be more than happy. Like, I don't, I don't, I am not competitive. I don't give a shit about like, oh man, why are no, everybody else doing? Bit. I'm like, I'm everybody totally cool.
1: A podcast now and I, I can't avoid the fever. I want to make
0: one. It's 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 so much easier than it seems, and but it does require some work. But it's so much easier than it seems. And as long as like I've been doing this for this is the fourth year. Like, I don't have yeah, a lot of people listening. As long as you're not like, why are more people listening? Like, I'm just doing this to have fun. As long as I'm having fun, then I don't care. Uh So. Yeah, man, it's not – I think you should, man. I think it would be very interesting. I would love to – I think you are very good on podcasts, so I think that you would be very – Yeah, my
1: sister and I, I think about – may have one together.
0: I think that would be good, man. That would be something. I would love to be a part of it as a guest if you ever wanted me. Nice. So that's going to do it for us, eh, man? I hope you have a great rest of your Sunday, man. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I hope everyone listening, you know, be cool, and I hope you have a great week, man. uh, I guess I'll catch you later. I guess I'll uh, text you a meme later or some shit. Okay, you
1: said I guess so many times you sounded like Morty.
0: <laughs> Dude, really? Oh, yeah, Jesus. So Jesus. So I told <laughs> a little tidbit before we go. Uh, I was seeing a girl earlier this year and uh, she goes, uh, "What's your one of your favorite shows?" I was like, "Oh, I really love Silicon Valley because I really relate to Richard Hendricks." Like I was like, I told her I was like, "I really feel like I'm Richard Hendricks and Morty from Rick and Morty combined." Like I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like this little weasel of a guy who just kind of like, well, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, Rick, whatever, man. Like, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, dude, I, I, I see myself in Morty a lot, which is, I don't really know what that says about me, but it's kind of true, so I kind of roll with it. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I'm sorry, I'm just very
0: much in my Toastmasters brain and I hear that I is your your crutch phrase. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for us, man. I'll catch you later. Alright, bye.
1: Forward, forward,
2: and now forward and and now and and
0: SNL just announced that they're bringing on three new uh, featured players. You know, you got to be a featured player, and then you become a cast member and stuff. So, uh, so one of them is actually Andrew Yang. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, Wait, what's his name? No, it's not Andrew Yang. Oh my god! Andrew for president. Yeah, I was I was reading. <laughs> I was reading the time. I was reading one of the headlines, and Andrew Yang wants to talk to this dude. I'm sorry. So He's definitely going to play him in stretches, though. That's why they got <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Man, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, damn, that's, that's definitely another. <laughs>